Welcome to our Victory Outreach Chino podcast. We pray you are blessed, encouraged, and challenged with this message. Oh, I said who's ready for prayer summit? I know you've been fasting. We've been getting our hearts ready, right, to receive what the Lord would have for us. If you can stand with me here tonight, we're going to invite the Spirit once again to dwell amongst us as we get ready for the Word here this evening. Amen. As they lead us in a a song right now. Come on. Just lift your hands once again. Let's lift our hands to Jesus. I really don't think that some of us here tonight, I get, Pastor, sometimes when you stand right here, when you look this way, some of us, I think, don't believe the words that we're singing. We are singing a worship song that speaks of a God that moves on our behalf even when we don't see it, when we don't feel it. He's moving on our behalf. I wonder how would you act if you knew that God is moving on your behalf really. That it doesn't matter how it looks in the natural, in the supernatural. God is turning things around for your good. I wish I had somebody here tonight that believed that in their spirit that God truly is the miracle working God that he says that he is that even though we don't see it even though we don't feel it he's moving on our behalf so I'm going to give you another chance not to sing for me but to sing to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords here tonight so we're going to sing that part again and I want you to lift your hands to Jesus and believe that here with me tonight that even though we don't feel him He's in the mix. Even though you don't see it, he's moving here tonight. Even when I don't see it, 
earthly father that perhaps laid you down. He's not like anybody else that says they're going to do something and doesn't do it. That's not the type of God that we serve. If he says it, if he says it, consider it done. It's a check that you can deposit that's not going to bounce back. If his word says he's going to do it, come on, then he's going to do it. So I wish I had somebody here tonight that believed that here tonight. Do we have any descendants here tonight that says I'm ready? I don't know what God wants to do here tonight. But God wants to do something. Stir our faith. Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, for your presence that's manifested here tonight, Lord. Lord, we ask that you would continue to move for the remainder, God, and that you would have your way, Lord. Do what only you can do. Speak to our hearts, God. Build up our faith, Lord. Allow us to see what you see. Father, we come before you, Lord, and we trust that you're going to move here tonight, Lord. We ask that for the remainder of the service, God, you will give us attentive hearts and minds to receive, not from me, Lord, but from you. So, Father, we thank you for what you're going to do here tonight. In Jesus' name, we all say. Come on, we all say. Amen and amen. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to the book of Mark here tonight. I believe that God wants to do something very special. We're going to look at a portion of scripture that uh, we perhaps have preached about, heard before. Amen. We're going to break it down real quick. A few principles on faith that uh, we can uh, extract from this portion of scripture that we can apply to our lives. And I believe that God's going to move in a powerful way here tonight. Does anybody else believe with me? Not because I'm speaking, but because he's speaking. Amen. Okay, I think we're ready. Amen. Uh, Mark chapter 2. And again, he entered in, in verse 1. Again, he entered in Capernaum after some days. And it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately, many gathered together that there were no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed in which the paralytic was lying. Then Jesus saw their faith. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why does this man speak blasphemies like these? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately, not Later, not the next day, not let me think about it. Immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus in, in themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your hearts? 
Which is easier to say to a paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk. But that you may know that what? That the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And once again, immediately, he arose and took up his bed and went out in the presence of them all, so that all were what? Amazed. And glorified God, saying what? We have never saw anything like this. We never saw anything like this. Let me say that again. We never saw anything like this. I believe that we're stepping into a season as a ministry and as a church that we have never seen anything like this. That the world is going to recognize that something special is taking place that has never been done before. That something special is taking place that never has been seen before. Why? Because when God is in something, right... I said when God, it's in the midst, when God is doing something, it's unordinary what he can do. And I believe that God is doing something here. Do you believe that with me? Amen. You can look at your neighbor and give him a high five and tell him faith that can be seen. I want to thank Pastor and for the privilege to stand behind this pulpit. I kind of the privilege. It's, it's an honor. I saw him walk in and I said, you know, it's like, like when your dad walks in to like see you uh, play baseball, right, and, or, or whatever sporting event, you, you want to do good, right? You're like, oh, so my dad's here, you know? That's how I feel, Pastor. I, I thank you. I thank you for uh, taking me as your own. I really, I don't know my earthly father, so I consider you uh, a father figure in my life that uh, you model through your life what it, what it means to be a father. So I thank you. Come on. He deserves it. So in this portion of scripture, we see four friends that see a condition and they, they feel stirred and say, you know what, we need to do some, something about this. Right? And we read it in verse 5, when Jesus sees their faith, he's moved to do something about it. But how many know that faith requires action? Faith requires action. As I was going over my notes last night, I was trying to think of an illustration uh, for, for this message. And uh, literally, I was studying for, the, for, for tonight, and I'm in bed. And uh, I'm gonna, actually, let me show you the video. And then I'll break it down for you right now. Show you the video real quick. Look at him trying to roll over. He's trying really hard. That's my son. Three put months put old. Your, put your, press your hand against his feet. Three months <laughs> old and he's already wanting to roll you over. Can do it. Yeah. Try again. <laughs> oh my goodness. He keeps on trying, right? <laughs> Oh my goodness. He's determined. <laughs> Look at it. Wow. See my hand right there? That's my Bible. 
he eventually turns over. But in the, what you see in this video, right, that he didn't know that my hand was right there all along to guide him. He was by faith kicking, right? He was by faith kicking, hoping that he would roll over if he kept on kicking. Not knowing that I was right there saying, son, you're going to roll over. I'm here for you. I'm going to cheer you on, right? I wish I had somebody that understands that, that that's our heavenly father. That even though we don't feel him, even though we... He's right there saying, cheering us on and saying, I'm right here. I'm, I'm going to get you through this. I'm going I'm to, just trust me. Keep on doing what I told you to do. And soon after that, right, he rolls over and he literally starts pushing himself like he wants to crawl. I said, I'm not ready for that, son. Slow down. I'm not ready for that. But the Lord spoke to me. That sometimes, right, we don't see God moving. We don't see him there physically, right? But that's what God does to us. I was there, right, encouraging him, putting my hand. And perhaps he didn't feel it, but I was there in the midst. It requires faith, right? The Bible says in Hebrews 11, one what? That faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Right? Faith requires action. In the same manner, we see in this portion of Scripture, right, the, uh, the, the four friends display certain type of faith and certain characteristics that we're going to be able to uh, break down here right now. And uh, I believe that God's going to speak to many of us, right. The, and the first scenario or instance that we see where their faith was exemplified and, and their faith could actually be seen, right, is number one, in rejection. Verse number three, then, they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near because of the crowd, the friends had a choice. The friends were being denied. They believed that I'm bringing my friend, right? Uh, uh, we, we woke up and uh, uh, if you look at the book, the, uh, this portion of scripture is broken up in uh, three different gospels, right? The Matthew, Mark, and Luke break down this, this same particular uh, scripture. And, so, and Luke breaks it down that uh, people came and the Pharisees came from all over, from Jerusalem, Judea, right? And from all over they came to uh, hear Jesus preach. And we don't know how far the friends came, right? Uh, they could have come from Jerusalem. They could have come from, a, from afar, right? But he was in Capernaum. And uh, the, the friends right there, they had a choice. What am I going to do? Am I, am I going to give up? Um, uh, oh, I come this far. And I believe that the faith that they exercised here and their faith was seen in a time of rejection that even though the crowd wouldn't let him in, Right? They said, and they purposed in their hearts that nothing was going to stop them. They had a choice, and they said, you know what? I'm not going to go home. They were determined that they're going to get what they came for. I wish I had somebody here that says, you know what? I'm not going to be denied here tonight. I came to, to, uh, for a touch of, from God, and I'm not going to leave until I receive the touch from God. I came believing that I'm going to receive a healing, and I'm not going to leave until I, I get my healing. I came to prayer summit believing that I'm going to get a touch from God and I'm not going to leave until I get that touch from the Lord. See, their faith was shown in a time of rejection. But I believe that the Lord is doing something special 
and that's what's stirring within our spirits here tonight. That I believe that that's the type of mentality and determination that you and I need to have if we're going to see the glory of God manifested in and through our lives. See, you may be here tonight and you perhaps have been inviting your loved ones to come to church and they haven't come yet. Yet is the operative word there, right? We, your, your responsibility and my responsibility is to continue to invite them, right? Uh, perhaps your, your kids are running wild and they're not listening, right? But, uh, but if, if you're not going to be rejected, if you're going to be determined, right, and if your faith is going to be exemplified, is, is the type of attitude that you and I need to have and saying, you know what, even though uh, it's, it doesn't seem like it's happening, even though I'm being rejected right now, I'm going to continually go after them and believe God for their salvation, right? I'm going to believe and I'm going to believe that I'm going to see my husband saved. I'm going to see my, my son delivered. I'm going to see my whole house saved. Come on. I'm going to see the purpose fulfilled in my life. I'm going to see what God has for my life come to fruition. That's the type of attitude you and I need to have. That our faith can be seen in a time of rejection. That instead of cowering down and Oftentimes, if we're not careful, rejection can put up a wall. Can put up a wall and can cause us to coward and, and, and retract instead of uh, having the type of attitude and mentality that I'm not going to shrink back. Instead of, instead of uh, shrinking back, I'm going to press on no more, right? I'm going to fight. I'm, I'm going to fight for my family. I'm going to stand believing God. If God told me that my loved one's going to get saved, then he shall be saved. If God told me that they were going to get delivered, then they shall be delivered. If God told me that I am going to get healed, then I'm going to get healed. Perhaps you and I here tonight are like the friends coming and feeling rejected by the crowds. But I believe that after tonight, you and I are going to have determined type of faith. That, that no matter what comes my way, I have determined and I have purpose that I'm going to go after everything God has for my life. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to ensure that I get to the feet of Jesus. I get my loved ones to the feet of Jesus. Because I know that at the feet of Jesus... That's where refreshment happens. That's when salvation happens. That's when uh, deliverance takes place. Second instance that we see their faith being displayed is during an uh, interruption, right? We see in verse number four, they uncovered the roof. Jesus was, was uh, preaching, right, in this portion of scripture. They uncovered the roof where he was, and they had broken through. They let down the bed in which the paralytic was lying. The roof, for some of us, can be a bad report. I showed you a video of my son uh, about a month ago. I shared with you, with some of, uh, with some of us here, to, uh, that a month ago I, we got a really bad report that my son had an incurable disease and he was going to have deformations and retardation and all kinds of things. And perhaps that's you here tonight. You received a bad report. You received a bad report from the doctor or, or not so good news and but I'm here to tell you that in, in, it's during those times, right, when life throws certain things, right, that seem 
to interrupt what, uh, what God wants to do. It's during those times that our faith can be displayed like never before, right? We have purpose in our hearts, right, that I'm not going to listen to what the doctor's report says. I'm going to stand and believe that if God created my son, if God, come on, formed him, then he made him. He doesn't make mistakes. God, God I literally said, God, he's, he belongs to you. You made him, so I'm not going to worry. So I walked like he's already healed. I walked like he's already healed. I went uh, specialist after specialist, and, and little by little, one after the other, one after the other, they said, I don't see anything that you've been recommended for. There's no symptoms. There's no signs. I wish I had somebody that, that believed with me. Somebody here tonight, your faith needs to be displayed in such manners that when you get a bad report, you stand firm and don't receive that bad report. Say, no, that's not what God has for me. You shake it off and continue moving forward. Number three, the unexpected. Faith can be seen in the unexpected. See, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven you. I could imagine the friends, right, saying, wait a minute, Jesus, we drug my friend, carried him all the way over here, and you're saying, what? He's paralyzed. What do you mean his sins are forgiven? Jesus, we carried him, went to the side of the house, went to the roof, Started breaking things up. We lowered him, practically dropped him in front of you, not for him to be forgiven of sins. We came this far and we did all that for him to be healed. Sometimes that's what we do with God. We expect him to move in a certain way when God says, don't put me in a box. Don't put me in a box. My concern, Jesus was saying, my concern is not so much his physical healing. I'm going to do that. That's the cherry on top. I'm more concerned with his spiritual healing that this man needs. I'm concerned with his spiritual, come on, sickness that he has that called sin. That I need to heal that first because what good is it that I save him, right, that, that I heal his, his legs and he starts walking and he walks straight to hell. See, when God wants to do something in our lives, right, or when God wants to, uh, in order for him to uh, allow us to be, receive what he has in store for us, oftentimes God doesn't answer our prayer in the manner that we thought, that we imagined, because he wants to do, to do something deeper inside of us. That we may be ready to receive it. Because he knows that if he answers that prayer for that relationship, that it's, 
Let me go there, right? He answers that prayer for the relationship. He or she is going to take you away from the things of God. If he answers that prayer for that job that you're believing for, and he closes that door, he says, no, because I know I have something better for you. I know that that's only going to take you away from the things of the Lord, right? When a business deal that you've been praying about doesn't go through, right? What God is saying, don't worry about son. I'm working things out. All you have to do, I have your greater picture in mind. I have your greater interest in mind. What? I'm going to do what you think you don't need. God gives us what we need, not what we want. God gives us what we need, not what we want. It's during those times that we exemplify and we display the type of faith that we have, that our faith can be actually be seen. That even though that he, he didn't answer in the time that he said, we see that you still show up to church, that you're still a faithful tither, that you're still at your post, that wait a minute, it, wasn't it him or her that has been going through that and that they, they're going through that at home or they, they've been given the bad report? Yes, it was then, but they've determined that and they purpose in their heart that they have the type of faith that can be seen and no matter what comes their way, they're going to remain steadfast, come on, immovable because they know and they trust in the Lord. I shared with you guys that before our son, he actually had a miscarriage. And uh, during that season, right, there was a lot going on. But during that season last year, I had a choice. What am I going to do? There was a lot going on. It was unexpected. It wasn't what I imagined. I imagined that I was going to get married, everything was going to be fine and dandy, and I'm going to have a white picket fence, a dog named Spot, all right? All these things were happening, then the cherry on the top was a miscarriage, and I said, God, what are you doing? I had a choice. What am I going to do? Am I going to stand? Am I going to throw in the towel? Or am I going to continue to fight? Or am I going to continue to fight? Or am I going to continue to fight? And I said, no, God did not bring me this far to, to come on, for me to give up. I, that's not the, the type of examples that I've seen from my pastor. That's not the type of examples that I've seen for the leaders that have gone before me. That's not the type of example. It's during those times that I display the type of faith that I have. Uh, it's, a, it's during those times that I display what's my foundation. Is my foundation ministry? Is my foundation the rock, which is Jesus Christ? What is your foundation here tonight? I'm here to encourage somebody. If, if your foundation has been other, anything other than Jesus, then my friend, you and I, you're going to get rocked. But if, when you trust and your foundation is Jesus, no matter what comes your way, no matter what comes, the enemy throws your way, you're going to remain steadfast. Come on. Because you know that God is with you. That if, if, if he's with you, then who could be against you? The weapons may be formed against you, but they shall not prosper. Your joy shall not depart from you. Come on. I wish I had somebody here tonight that says, I'm a fighter. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to throw in the towel because I, that's not the DNA I come from.
We come from a legacy of fighters that when it seemed impossible, when it, it was unexpected, we're still going to fight. Lastly, this is where I believe that God wants to speak to many of us here tonight. Faith is displayed in obedience. Portion of scripture, there was two groups of people that displayed obedience. Number one is the friends. The friends, we don't know if God spoke to them, we don't know if they were saved or what happened, but they had to be obedient to carry their friend however long it took to the feet of Jesus. I wonder what would happen if we were those type of Christians. When God prompts at our heart at a gas station to go share with somebody, when God prompts at our heart, come on, at a doctor to pray for somebody and lay hands on somebody, and we acted upon that. I wonder what would happen when we were obedient and say, you know what, God, it doesn't make sense to you. It doesn't make sense to me, but I'm going to be obedient nevertheless. See, their friends had to be obedient, right? They displayed obedience that even, they didn't know if Jesus was going to say that. They didn't know that, that if he was going to be able to see him. But nevertheless, they were obedient. The friends, when they lowered him, they were at a point of no return. They could look like fools if their friend didn't walk. But That wasn't up to them. The miracle and the healing wasn't up to them. What was up to them was what? Their obedience. The Bible says that Jesus tells them, tells the paralytic man, doesn't tell them your faith. Doesn't speak your faith. Says their faith. Jesus saw their faith. Because of their faith, he was healed. Because of their faith, he was healed. They had to be obedient. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I come from a lineage of men and women that have been obedient to the heavenly call upon their life. I'm grateful that our founders were obedient to the call when they were called to start a church for drug addicts and their families. And they were obedient to that. When they, when they told them, it doesn't make sense. You can be an evangelist. You can travel the world with your testimony. It doesn't make sense. But they were obedient. When pastor, God spoke to him to leave La Puente and move the church all the way over here, it doesn't make sense. Why would you leave a, a building of 3,000 uh, plus and uh, go build a, a building that's it's never been done before? It doesn't make sense. But pastor, nevertheless, was obedient, come on, to, to, to what the Lord spoke to him and said, you know what, we're going to sell this building and it doesn't make sense, but we're going to do it nevertheless. He didn't see it and... Here we are, 10 plus years in this building. Who we are is a ministry celebrating 50 plus years of ministry. It doesn't make sense, but it's not, a, it's, not a, it's, it, it's not up 
to us whether it's going to make sense or not. It's up to what God says. All we have to do is align ourselves and we walk in obedience. And it doesn't, he doesn't show you the whole plan. All you have to do is say, Take one step of obedience. Then after you take that one step, he shows you a little bit more. So you take another step of obedience. Well, it doesn't make sense, God. Well, I trusted you already taking two steps. So I'm going to trust you all the more. I'm going to take one more step. And little by little, as you take steps of obedience to what God has called you to do, then the vision starts getting clear. Then we start seeing the vision start being manifested over our lives. I wish I had somebody that understands and says, God, I, I don't have it. I don't see it. But nevertheless, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to take a step of obedience. If you've called me to it, then you will sur surely see me through it. The paralytic also had to be obedient if they come to the key. Paralytic had to be obedient. Jesus tells them, rise up. Like I believe God's telling some of us here, rise up. Rise up from the mindset. Rise up from that situation. The paralytic could have said, wait a minute, I've been in this condition all my life. What do you mean rise up? He had a choice. What is he going to do? Lay there, he had a choice. Watch. What was carrying his obedience, right? What was carrying him, what carried him in, now he was carried out. What the bed that carried him, now, he was carrying it. The situation, your past, whatever has you in a paralyzed condition, depression, anxiety, you're going to be able to testify. You're going to be able to testify that I was once a drug addict, but Jesus set me free. I once was depressed, but Jesus set me free. I was, come on, was suicidal, but Jesus set me free. God had called me to rise up, pick up my bed, and walk, and that's what I did. I was obedient, and because of my obedience, the Bible says that everybody there was amazed. Everybody that was in the room, and that's exactly what's going to happen when you pick up whatever you want, whatever's been paralyzing you. When God is calling some of us here tonight to pick that up and start walking, come on, God is telling some of us here tonight, leave that mentality behind. That's not you anymore. I'm calling you to get up. Why? Because I get all the glory from it. The Bible says, right, when everybody's and when everybody saw in amazement, they glorified God. And what God is saying, when you rise up, when you get up from that bed and you pick up whatever was weighing you down, I get all the glory. I get all the glory. I wish I had somebody that says, I'm going to pick myself up. It doesn't make sense, but I'm going to do it. Jesus, if you're telling me that I need to get up, I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk. Wait a minute. They make, make fun of me. They, they're going to.
going to make fun of me. I don't care. Jesus told me to do it. Wait a minute. You're going to look like a fool. I don't care. Jesus told me to do it. Wait a minute. It's never been done before. Building a building from the ground up. It's never been done before. Look at us, baby. Here we are as the mother church voted the best looking building in Chief. It doesn't make sense, but here we are. I wish I had somebody that's ready to get up, rise up, and start walking that people may say, wasn't that you? Wasn't that you that you were a drug addict? Wasn't that you that was suicidal? Wasn't that you that was depressed? Wasn't that you that got a divorce? Wasn't that... Wasn't that you that everybody gave up on? Wasn't that you that people said, there's, there's no way, there's no way that they can change? The Bible says that they marveled. They were amazed. And they said what? I have never seen anything like this before. Watch, watch. I believe God's going to do some closing. This portion of scripture, we see, I told you in the beginning that this portion of scripture is written in three different gospels. Luke, Mark, and Matthew. God gets all the glory when we act in obedience. Watch. Matthew, a tax collector, perhaps was there. Seeing this miracle, he wasn't a disciple yet. Because right after, right after this, that's when Jesus goes, tells Matthew, get up and follow me. I believe that it was this miracle that opened up that door for Matthew to get saved. Your obedience and you getting up. It's going to open up the door for somebody else to get saved. The miracle is not just for you. The miracle, the healing is not just for you. It's for those that are coming behind you. Those that are going to be able to walk. That are going to be able to run with you. That are coming after you. That say, hey. If Jesus did it for you, can Jesus do it for me? I wish I had somebody that says, I want my faith to be displayed. If that's you, I don't want you to walk. I want you to run to this altar here tonight. Because I believe that God is calling some of us. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Thank you for joining our podcast. We pray these messages build, encourage, and strengthen you in your faith. If you would like to partner with us, the Mother Church is a great place to sow a seed. So head on over to our website at viochino.org 
and click the giving link located at the top of the page. Also, we would love to hear from you. So leave us a praise report, prayer request, or if you've given your life to the Lord, let us know by filling out the salvation card. We would love to connect with you and help you get started on your journey of serving God here at Victory Outreach Chino.